0: rewind that with B high you're now listening to your rewind that i'm your host B high episode number eight and on today's episode this is part two of the seth martino pimp my ride interview so y'all enjoy part two of the interview also be sure to hit that subscribe button on apple podcast be sure to rate and leave a comment on the podcast with all that being said let's get into this episode
1: but if you pop the hood it looked like a car out of 1986 like it was all dirty like they didn't spray it down they didn't clean it it was just covered in dust and like old oil and all this other stuff they didn't replace anything under the hood so um the the car still ran terribly and Mm -hmm. then um i mean they probably did a little bit of stuff just to like make it run but Mm -hmm. just barely and then uh, they added a bunch of weight, especially in the trunk, like with the cotton candy machine and all that.
0: Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't think about that.
1: But they didn't fix the suspension. God. Oh, so, wow.
0: Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They added batteries and cotton candy machine and, like, all these, like, speakers, subs, everything, all the um, that stuff weighed down the back of the car, and then all the mechanic stuff for the TVs and the seats to move, everything. Mm-hmm. And they didn't put any new suspension so it was like riding in a boat like i remember those old old cadillacs like when you know they're it's like it's like riding in a boat like it's a big you know every time you hit a dip it's like it oh yeah you feel it yeah yeah it's like it's like that it felt like that and so i had to drive real real slow because um it would bottom out Mm -hmm. and uh the the wheels would like scrape inside the wheel wells and then um and then I, i still couldn't drive it so i had to save up money after I got it back mm-hmm. to put a new engine in it. Yeah. I um, saw that. So, yeah. So for a while, like I had it and mm-hmm. never, I couldn't even drive it. It was just sitting in my garage. I had it covered. And, um, once I saved up enough money, I was able to take it and like put a new engine in it and start driving it again.
0: you, And it's crazy. So how long yeah. did you keep the car, you know, after you put the new engine in it?
1: Well, that's part, another sad part of the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, at two weeks after I put the new engine in it, I got rear-ended and the car was totaled.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man, I am so sorry about that.
1: It's cool, man. It's it's totally fine. year was years ago. So what happened was I was driving home from work one day mm-hmm. and it was nighttime. There was a car in front of me. And that car, I guess there was something in the road and the car in front of me swerved out of the way really quick. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't see it but whatever was in the road, I hit it. And so I thought maybe it had popped my tire or, or had done damage or something. Mm -hmm. So I pulled over on the side of the freeway and, um, I was just about to get out of the car to check on my, my, the front end of my car Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and some lady, I have no idea why to this day, I don't know why she did this, but she hit me in the shoulder. So she, like I was already pulled off to the side Mm And she came up behind me doing probably 40, 45 and, uh, and full on, you know, hit me from behind Dang. and just crumpled the back end in. Um, so, uh, I was able to drive it a little bit, but like it stopped being my daily driver. Um, got you. and, uh, but I wanted to keep it cause I was like, damn, like I just got this thing back. Like it, I didn't, I was ready. I wasn't ready to get rid of it yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I uh you know I I had insurance um you know I got the um the you know insurance people came out and I I paid to keep the car so I mm-hmm. paid them like 2 or 300 bucks so that I could keep the car and um and then I just held on to it I had it for maybe gosh it must have been a couple of years and um And the story of how I I finally, finally lost that car is so crazy, dude. Like, do you Uh want to hear how I like lost it, lost it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, So, like I said, I was holding on to it. I basically was just like, even though it got smashed, like it had a lot of valuable stuff in it. Yeah. You know, rims the tires, like all the stereo equipment, everything. I was like, I can part this stuff out at least and try to get some money for it. You oh, know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, um, but I mean, I was young, I didn't know how to do all that. I, I wasn't really prepared. And like if somebody was going to buy it, they were just going to pay me like 500 bucks and take the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was storing it at my girlfriend's uh, grandmother's house. And then they were finally mm-hmm. like, yo, you got to get your car out of here. Like we don't want it here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to find a new place to store it. And one of my buddies at the time had um, a house that he was renting with a bunch of his friends. And we were getting ready to go out of town to Las Vegas mm-hmm. the same weekend when my wife's grandmother said I had to move the car. you. Gotcha. So I, I hit up my buddy and he's like, yeah, man, you know, you can keep it here. It's not a problem. You know, I was going with him to Vegas. So he was like, yeah, you can keep it here no problem. And then we'll figure it out when we get back from Vegas. So it was just going to be, you know, a quick three day weekend. And then when I got back on Monday, I was going to take care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I um, got it. T- I called up a tow truck company and I said, Hey, you know, I've got this car. I'm trying to move it to my friend's house, blah, blah, blah. So the guy comes and picks me up and we load up the car and I started telling him the story, you know, cause he was like, Oh, you know, a lot of times we joke about cars being, you know, pit my ride cars, Mm -hmm. but yours is actually on pit my ride. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was legitimately on the show and I'm telling them the story and all this other stuff. Right. And, um, so he was like, dang, man, like, you know, I've been thinking about getting a, um, a car for me and my son, he goes, you know, uh, my son's getting a little bit older and, uh, he's starting to get mixed up with the wrong crowd. Mm -hmm. And so, I, um, I was thinking about getting him a car so that he and I could work on it together and fix it up and have something to do together. And I told him, I was like, literally, I was like, I'll give you the car. I said, you can have it. I said, I'm just, I'm getting ready to go out of town to go to Vegas, mm-hmm. but let me get back on Monday and I'll sign it over to you free of charge. Like you don't have to do nothing. I'll just give it to you. And he was like, for real. And I was like, yeah, I'm dead serious. Like I just, I can't do anything right now. Cause I'm literally about to head out of town. But as soon as I get back on Monday, it's yours. And it was like, wow, man, that's really cool. I really appreciate it. So we get to my friend's house mm-hmm. and um, I don't know how you're in Atlanta, right? Like in Georgia. Yes. Yeah. I'm in Atlanta. Okay. I don't know how the rules are out there, but here in California, if you have a car that is not registered, like if it doesn't have plates and stuff, um, which at the time this car didn't have it, then it has to be parked in the driveway. If it's parked in the driveway, then it can't be towed.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, but my friend had roommates and I couldn't park it in the driveway because they had to get in and out of their garage. And so he was like, just park it, you know, on the curb in front of the house. So I was like, all right, yeah, we should be all right. And so I parked it on the curb. Mm-hmm. The guy dropped it. We covered it. I went to Vegas. Come back Monday, Monday, or Sunday, like night, we get to my friend's house and uh car's gone. Oh, wow. And I was yeah, like, you dude, gotta, I knew they gotta be me. kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So I'm like, yo, did my car get stolen? Like, I didn't know what to think. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just, I was bummed out, called the police. They looked it up. Turns out the same dude that I told him I would give him the oh. car knew that I was going out of town and came and towed and it because t- he knew it didn't have plates. Wow. Yo. And it was the same company, same exact cat that towed me. I was like, bro, what kind of karma is that? Like, I was literally about to give you this car for free and then you came and took it anyway. Like, yeah. it made no sense to me, bro. Like, no sense at all.
0: Now, did you, now you would have had to pay to get it back, right?
1: Right. I just let it go. I so, was like, nope. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. i don't care less. I let it go. And so that I'm was like it.
0: Maybe he was trying to do a hustle, maybe try to get you to pay and then think you're going to give it to him. Like wow. Yeah,
1: not after that, I wouldn't (laughs) have. But I was like, I was like, it's not even worth it. I said, whatever they're gonna get off of scrapping it or picking it apart, or like literally the rims on that car were Asante uh Asante three piece rims. Yeah, that's a big name. Big names. Those rims were five G's for the four rim.
0: Yes. I remember the tires uh...
1: alone. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. The tires alone were a thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. So they were looking at money in just the rims and the tires. And I was like, that's easily like whatever they're getting off of it, it's going to pay off whatever I owe them. I never heard anything from it. It never came in my collections. I never got a letter about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That was it. After that, it just, they just took it. I was like, whatever, man, it's, it's out of my life. I don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: Wow. That is crazy. Those, I was just going to say yeah. those rims, I knew like, back when you you know you got your car pimp rims yep. at the time were very very popular it was to, it was so popular to the point i remember this place called color time right. it might be called Aaron's out there where you at uh where you can rent rims oh, yeah. at and, and yeah. yeah it was crazy people were renting rims that that's i remember that rim phenomenon during that time not so much now you know cuz people right. buy like the rims on the car are just as pricey as those uh at the market rims so
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, at the time, you're right though. That was like that was when they had like the spinning rims yeah. and like every at rims were a big deal. And it I mean, these rims were no joke. They were they were the top shelf, top of the line yes. brand rims.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So I was like <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm still kind of just irritated about how the whole thing happened. I I wish it would have gone differently. Like if I had happened, if it had happened now that I'm older, I would have had more resources to like do it right. Mm -hmm. But at the time, man, I was young. I was struggling. I didn't have money to pay for all the stuff that I needed to keep that car. So I was just happy to be rid of it, to be honest.
0: No, yeah, definitely understand too. And, you know, being on MTV and, you know, on TV, everybody watched MTV at the time. That's when MTV was still, you know,
1: popular still popular yeah yeah
0: but yeah that's crazy man but i mean it's a good experience you got to be on the show yeah,
1: yeah I, I mean at, all, all in all it was yeah it was fun uh it was a great memory and then and then you know i should say this though when i said uh i paid for the rental car with all my money on mm-hmm. like on my own pocket yeah years years later i mean way after the car was gone i had never i didn't have to deal with it anymore um, MTV got in touch with me mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh, you know, we just wanted to touch bases. We, you know, we just wanted to follow up, see how things were going. And I don't even know who it was. It was some guy from MTV. And I told him straight up, I was like, you know, the only thing that I was really kind of upset about was I had to pay for this rental car and it cost me hundreds of dollars for you guys had my car for seven months, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, if you can show proof, like if you can come up with any kind of records showing that you paid all this money, mm-hmm. we'll reimburse you.
0: Oh, that's what's up. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. Like I I, I didn't get all my money back because I couldn't show, I couldn't find the receipts. So, like I said, it was years later. Mm-hmm. I had to go back to that company and that company didn't even exist anymore. So uh, it was really tough coming up with all the records and stuff, but I got, you know, a nice little check to offset the cost of what, um, you know, I paid for that rentals, you know, for that whole period of time, which was cool.
0: Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool that they, you know, thought about you to call you back, you know, years later.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So I know I man. They at least they tried to do right in that sense. So I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah. That's what's up, man. Hey, yeah, that's a man. That's a wild story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really is. I haven't told that whole story in a long time. So it's kind of funny to relive that.
0: Um, I remember they had like a post Pimp My Ride show. Where well, they go back and visit some of the contestants. You remember that, right?
1: And I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah,
0: yeah. They'll go back. I remember one guy wrecked his car.
1: I never got approached to do that, but um, there is a funny little like story now. If you try to find the episode, like I don't know. You said you watched it recently. Yeah. I found uh, how did it. you watch it? Like, yeah, where, you just put your you name
0: it? in and put Pimp my ride" behind it, and then it will pop up. I forget what, what type where? of video site it is, but yeah, it will definitely pop
1: up. Okay, because I looked, I looked for years and I could never ever find it. And fact, I'm I to the you. original scene. Well, I have it now, oh, okay. but the, the what happened was after all this stuff happened, remember I told you that Huffington Post did a story and mm-hmm. like kind of talked about my experience. Yeah. If you watch it now, if you like because I have it, you can find it on Amazon. So if you go on Amazon Prime, you can buy the episode, it's like two bucks. Oh, okay. And uh, that whole candy part mm-hmm. they cut it out completely. Wow, really? Yeah, because they knew that they got heat for that. And so if you watch it now, like you might be able to catch an old like I don't know if it was in there for the old, you know, the one you saw. If yeah, you catch no, an old was, version, the did, old
0: one. yeah. The one I saw. Yeah. No, they,
1: yeah, they cut it out a few uh like any new um copies of it that come out, they cut that part out. So yeah, if you have a link, definitely send it to me because I been wanting to show people the difference
0: yeah yeah i'll definitely uh send you over that link and i gotta uh you know watch the one with it cut out yeah especially this day and time like they probably thought about it the uh because i heard a story about viacom being very strict about what it puts on tv now i was listening oh yeah i was talking
1: about that yeah it's not like the old days where they could just put out whatever like people like people lose their whole careers for look at kevin hart you know what i mean like he they're dragging up tweets from four or five years ago and you know he almost got like lost everything just because of uh, you know old tweets and stuff so they're they're very particular about stuff
0: so uh let's talk about the current like let the listeners know like what's going on in your life now and anything you want to promote social media anything any you know projects you're working on
1: yeah absolutely man um well i appreciate you you know having me on uh now i'm like it's totally weird to even say this but um now i do like a big and tall modeling so it, a couple of years ago i randomly got into it and mm-hmm. it just kind of you know took off um i've got a pretty you know decent present uh presence on like social media so if you check me out on instagram it's uh, fresh to seth okay um and then i also uh i have a brand called the model father where I create content on other platforms. So I have a YouTube channel called The Model Father. Um, I'm on TikTok. I have Instagram. I have modelfather.com. And it's basically because, um, like I said, I'm a big and tall model. Mm -hmm. I do that uh, and create content for that, for those purposes. But I'm also a stay-at-home dad. So I have five kids, um, and my wife is a nurse. She works, and so I stay Mm -hmm. home with the kids. And so, and basically just creating a lot of like behind the scenes content for everything that I'm doing, you know, in the modeling world, and then try to do stuff with my kids because YouTube is huge right now and every kid loves YouTube. So (laughs) uh, uh, I create, you know, content with them as much as I can. I mean, it's still a very young channel. It's growing, Mm -hmm. trying to um, grow my following there. Um, And then other than that, I'm just, you know, learning a lot about, you know, creating content, editing my own Mm -hmm. videos. And uh creating a presence on um multiple platforms.
0: Yeah, man. I didn't I didn't think YouTube would be this big as it is now. Right. Yeah, whole... oh man, it's it's
1: yeah. it's making whole careers for people, man. Millionaires.
0: Yes, like I was seeing young kids. I think what was that kid named? Jake Paul? He's living in like a mansion yeah, oh, off of man. YouTube checks. And I'm like, What?
1: Oh yeah, it's no joke, man. There's I mean create like millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's yeah. nuts. I mean, I've already, I, I'm not a, not a millionaire, but I've already experienced, you know, a lot of just, you know, I have partnerships with different brands, you know, oh, so wow. I've gotten a lot of, um, I have a, a lot of, uh, you know, free clothes and mm-hmm. just through, you know, social media and having a presence that way, able to, you know you know, get free things and I've gotten paid for a lot of the work and stuff. And right now I'm just working on, um, finding a representation. So it's really tough because, um, big guys are just barely starting to get into modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if you think about women and modeling in general, it was always like super duper skinny yeah. guys and girls, but women, if you look at like Ashley Graham and you know, these other women, these, yeah, much you know, curvier yeah um and then lizzo yeah absolutely lizzo's like you know making you know big time name for herself right now because she's unapologetically herself so like women kind of paved the way and now guys are kind of like man you know you know we want to do that but we're it's it's more about just uh getting our our voices heard so Mm -hmm. that designers will be like you know there's other body types out there it's not just straight sizes that want to wear you know fashion forward clothing yeah. so it's really almost like aside from trying to model it's really just trying to get our message out there you know a lot of guys are you know bigger or taller or short or wide or whatever mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different body types but designers don't design for that they're they design for very specific body types and if you don't fit that then you're you have like maybe one store that yeah. carries clothes in plus size for men and so we're just trying to, you know, myself, I don't speak for everybody, but I'm trying to, you know, just get that message out there. And hopefully, you know, there are designers that are coming up and they're starting to design for plus size men. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, that's one out there. I'm out there modeling and going to different events. I've actually, I've been in Atlanta, um, last couple of years doing events. There's a, um, there's a few photographers out there, um, but there's also, um, a blogger out there. She runs a fashion site mm-hmm. um, called Every Fashionista. And oh, okay. I heard, uh,
0: yeah, I heard of that.
1: Yeah. Her name's Marie Dene. She's out there in Atlanta um, and she runs uh, TCF Style Expo. Mm-hmm. And I walked in that. So if you go check out my YouTube channel, um, I have uh, parts one and two of 2019 TCF. Um, and part three is coming up soon. Um, it's edited. I just got to post it basically. <laughs> but um, that you know people can kind of see what goes on you know in one of these um, fashion shows Mm -hmm. and like it showcases brands that are um, showing uh, showcase that are you know creating um, clothing for plus size bodies and then there's also fashion shows so there's men and women in these fashion shows and you know so people are interested then go check that out there
0: okay cool um yeah i was gonna say i definitely can see that being a big market and it's huge it's like you know what i'm saying like and the fashion designers are going to come up with, you know, big and tall brands that, you know, are just as big as Gucci and Fendi and all those type of, you know, brands. So I can see it coming because it's it's different and, I, and nobody never really done it before. So the time yeah. is now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, we're getting especially with social media um where we have, you know, it, all it takes is to build a platform yeah. or to build a following on these platforms and then you have a voice. You know, you yes. have actually a you know, a, a, a place where people are paying attention. And uh, actually, it's funny you said that, like, you know, high fashion names like, you know, Prada, Gucci, all those guys, mm-hmm. um, are they've always been really big on not uh, including plus size bodies. But um, one of the first big uh, guys that got into modeling, his name Zach Miko. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first model signed to IMG, which is the biggest modeling agency in the world. Um, he just did a campaign with Dolce & Gabbana. So if you go to Dolce and Gabbana, or if you go to Zach Miko's Instagram page, mm-hmm. um, he's the first plus size body my plus plus size male model for that modeled for Dolce and Gabbana with their newest line. So, oh, wow. I mean, it's happening. It's very slow yes. going, but you know, there's guys out here making uh, that are actually they have careers now doing this, and so there's a lot of us that are just kind of creeping our way up, kind of uh, trying to make a name for ourselves. We're getting there.
0: Got you. Cool, man. Well, uh, thank you for being on Y'all Rewind That. And I wish you nothing but success in, you know, everything you do. Um, pretty cool story, man.
1: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it.
0: I would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you like this episode, be sure to rate and comment and share it with your friends. You know, do what y'all do when it comes to that type of stuff. And until next time, I'll holler back at y'all next week with episode number nine. So y'all check back next Tuesday for that. All right, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to Yo! Rewind That. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow at Yo! Rewind That on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or visit us at www.yorewindthat.com.